Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today on Between the Covers, I'm talking to the wonderful new author, Yvonne Fogarty, on her book, Opening Doors, The Enormity of Us. And Opening Doors is also about stepping through them to find the truth. And Yvonne has written a wonderful book and collection of uh, stories and experiences and delved through uh, learnings and also her own uh, teachings and advice. And she wrote her book for, for her passions to share her universal message. Hello, Yvonne. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. And congratulations on this wonderful book. It's uh, it's quite a task and quite an effort to put a book like this together, I'm sure. So please tell everybody listening uh, more about the book they're going to uh, be able to purchase and experience. Well, um, it's been a very long, shrouded journey. I had no idea that I would ever write a book because whenever I tried to express myself in writing, I had a anxiety or a panic attack it's quite illogical but it happens and um and I've also had an unusual life for my aspect that I never ever wanted to be clairvoyant I didn't want to be a medium and I didn't want to be to be able to do remote viewing or be precognitive um but spirit our source had other ideas and this book is based on my fears my sleeping mm. with the light on all night. <laughs> and yeah. from when I was young, um, I could see a being at times standing by my bed. Whoa. And yeah. absolutely terrified me. And I, I remember running into my mother and telling her one night, and she told me it was all my imagination or I dreamt it. So I had all these doubts. And then she would tell me that I was um, a little devil. And then I thought, oh, those beings I'm seeing are evil. <laughs> so I was terrified. And um, oh, no. and then when I was seven, I was actually, I was very lonely and very um, timid in some ways, yet I was a chatterbox, which I'm doing now. And um, <laughs> I saw, I heard a voice on my way home from school and the voice went right through me. And vibrated and left a tingling sensation in my heart. And the words that came through to me were, Yvonne, you're going to leave something to the world to be remembered by. Well, at the time, I had no idea what that was. And I still really don't, whether it's this book Mm. or future books. And Mm. but it but it actually gave me the most incredible feeling of being loved, something I hadn't felt before. I was loved, but the love I knew was conditional. I'd never Mm. understood unconditional love before. And it embraced me and touched me very deeply that when I was 20, in my early 20s, the anxiety attacks and the panic attacks became almost too much to bear. I was living with a tortured mind all the time and I decided to end my life. 
and I was at a crossroads in William Street and St George's Terrace in Perth, which is very wide road, and mm. I was about to step out onto the road as this truck was racing to get through the green light before it changed, and as mm. I went to put my foot down, off the footpath onto the road, the voice came through for the second time in my life and said, mm. Yvonne, remember. Well, my foot mm. came back because it, I was distracted. And mm. um, I, then it gave me something to live for because I wanted to find out how on earth I heard this damn voice and where was it coming yeah. from. So um, that, that was one thing. Another thing that happened was my father died when I was 20 and he was my only stability and mm. I saw him after he died. Well, that's the first person I'd ever seen after they died that I knew had lived. So wow. that opened a door in my mind to question more my indoctrinated learnings. Yeah. And I couldn't close the door again. And then no. the next time was um, when my, well, not not quite my fiancé at that time, we had our lives saved by Graham's dead uncle. I didn't know who he was. Um, wow. And that he saved our life. Um, that's in the book. That's called um, um, An Unforgettable Journey or something like that. I've forgotten. A, a life-changing mm. experience. And then I still fought to accept my gifts. Um, because I thought they were wrong. They were coming from somewhere that wasn't from good. Yeah. Until I saw my girlfriend after we'd walked our dogs on our way home to our home after I'd married, of course, and we're walking home and I saw my girlfriend and I just said to her, how are you? She said, good, and her husband was there and their little boy. Anyway, when we left her, I said to Graham, Liz is pregnant. And he said, no. You tell each other everything, you know. And I said, well, I think she's pregnant. Anyway, that night I had a dream vision, I call them, where I saw her ring our doorbell. I opened the door and there in her arms was a baby wrapped in a red rug and its hair was as long as my little finger because I put my finger on her hair and then I, I waited. And then I finally rang her and she said, no, Yvonne, I don't get pregnant without years and years of, you know, help. And yeah. I said, well, you might be. She said, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow because I've hurt my finger. I might have to have an X-ray. So when she got yeah. to the doctor, he suggested an X-ray. And then she said, well, hmm. So he gave her a form <laughs> to have a pregnancy test. She had the test and the um, and she went to after as she was leaving, the girl said, "Well, it's great, you know, you're pregnant." She said, "Well, I don't." She said, "My girlfriend thinks I'm pregnant. I don't think I am." So that's <laughs> another thing that opened a door that I could use my gifts to help people. Um, and many other things happen, um, which will be in my next book as to why I chose to only work when I'm guided to. Mm. Um, mm. So that's a that's an amazing uh, uh, summation of of. Your, your life lived from seven to 20 to lots of opportunities and, as you say, exposures to to elements that are influencing you and saving you as well, which is important, and that's amazing. One of the, the questions, of course, that comes up for me is you mentioned a lot of um, anxieties and, and um, you know, attacks, and they, they can be quite paralysing, I realise, but how did you fight through those to actually achieve writing this first book and getting yourself 
and facing and, and breaking down um, all these processes and learnings that you've, you've uh, evolved to? Well, the first stage was um, after I married, I said to my husband, um, I'm not free. I feel I've got chains around me. So I put it out there to the universe and I met a woman who I was sitting next to at a university course and um, mm. she put me onto a friend of hers and I ended up doing a rebirthing, which I'd never heard of, where they mm. take you back into the room and I relived horrendous experience which is in the book but um I won't talk about it because I might cry and Mm -hmm. um but it cleared the panic and anxiety attacks um and then um it wasn't until 99 when the voice told me to stop teaching and start writing and and then the anxiety and panic attacks started again oh gosh and so came back you worse wrote, than ever. You, you wrote through them or did you have to, did you try another method of maybe a hypnosis or a, or a strategy on managing no, the stress I to kept, help write the book? Or I kept clearing um, debilitating mm-hmm. beliefs like you're not good mm-hmm. enough, you know, mm-hmm. all those things that we often carry and accept them as true, but mm-hmm. they're not. When we really think about them, they're garbage. Well, actually, if I can yeah. say, at the end of the book, I said they're bullshit. And, um, yes. And I kept having visions of a certain experience Mm. and it wasn't until I cleared two past lives that Mm. everything totally cleared and now I'm just filled with this joy all the time. It bubbles up, it's effervescent and it's contentment and peace and I can write to my heart's content now, Brad. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) Totally at peace. Yeah, it is difficult and it is debilitating to have those anxieties. And um, as you say, the self-talk uh, can cause a lot of self-harm in our own minds. And, um, yeah, no, it was good. You've, you've battled through that and you've, you've, you've achieved the goal of, of writing an amazing book uh, of those experiences and of your life and of those other uh, people involved through that, uh, which is amazing. Um, and have you made any insight into who the voices are or are you just accepting um, them as a, as a neutral no, element it's, now? And- it's, 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 it's only one voice. And it has been with me through many lifetimes. And Mm -hmm. I was told that this voice is a voice of divine intervention Mm -hmm. and it will be there for anyone who Mm -hmm. seeks the guidance and seeks to go within because our intuition or instinct is our souls in the guidance system that we all have, that we can tune into. I've just got it a lot stronger. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that that's true. I've heard that um, there are certain individuals that are barometers for those spirits or those voices that uh, can be stronger, can be more dominant for, for people who are, who are more receptive of them as well. Um, you know, naturally, most most of us in the in the usual world is very busy uh, in our own heads and in our own lives that we probably don't even notice all the yes. elements and all the little things and subtleties and, and things happening to us. And, you know, we call them things like coincidences or you know, fate yes. or things that just make us comfortable to give them justification. But realistically, there could be higher things and, and bigger means in them all that you've tapped into, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and yeah, and and liberating too, I'm sure. Like, as you say, you've embraced some of those those things now as opposed to, you know, um, letting them distract you or, or cause you to 
the confusion and uh, it's wonderful, wonderful. And to see you put it into this book and to help other people with that as well, to those people seeking uh, their own, I guess, as you say, effervescent happiness. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity and uh, a beautiful thing for you to share. So, um, again. The, yep, sorry. Yes. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to mention is that um, I had the I have a gift of seeing into consciousness and that's how a clairvoyant sees. Um, so the, the more I cleared, the more I expanded my awareness. But I'm yeah. able to, I'm able to see into a person's energy field where I can pick up yeah. the mental issue, which is connected mm. to the physical physical ailment. And there's a lot mm. of experience in the book of people's experiences with the healings. But there's a wow. couple of things I'd like to say is if you have someone that you love in a coma, please mm. sit with them, talk to them, show them photo albums and talk about the past because mm. from my experience helping someone, they can hear. Yeah. And another thing is, yes, another thing is, um, there's two more things. Another thing is Mm, we definitely do not die. We leave the physical Mm. body, but we live on. And I had the most amazing experience of my life helping Mm. someone when they were dying. And I actually physically saw Roy step out of his body and looking at his wife and son, um, before the four, there's always four angels around us if we're dying, oh. and and then before he moved on, um, oh. I just want people to know that there's comfort in that. And yeah. the other thing is, um, if you are a pet lover out there, anyone, they don't die either; they live on. And there's some wonderful stories in the book about how I saw especially one of my dogs after she died and I was flying to London Mm. at the time. So please, everyone, if you care about your own self and getting on with life and stepping over afflictions that are caused by the past, please, the book can help you. Wow, that's beautiful. It's amazing. And I I have similar experiences of things in my life too that, as I say, um, you don't acknowledge as easily um, and not as openly, I guess, as you have. Um, But, yeah, in hindsight, you can see some influences in your world and, of course, as you say, setting up the afterlife is always a a good comfort to people because we all pretty are daunted by what's going to happen after the the lights go out, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Yvonne, uh, wonderful advice, wonderful uh, sharing of your experiences and thank you so much for, for you know, being with us today and telling us about your book, Opening Doors, um, uh, The Enormity of Us, and that's not an understatement, I'm sure. Um, so everybody listening, uh, thank you, and uh, do please uh, get a copy of this book, Opening Doors, The Enormity of Us, even for yourself or for others that you feel may even benefit from it. It will be available uh, from February in 2023, uh, available everywhere good books are sold online and in also local bookstores and libraries. So Please do reach out and uh, support Yvonne in her quest and uh, in her further journey and uh, everybody as well for listening. Thank you and for supporting. And Yvonne, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. And, uh, yeah, please, everybody stay well, stay safe, and uh, join us again on Between the Covers for our next exciting independent author. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.